Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Boys. Yeah. Hello, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? Me. We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude and get in the shower. Or we're throwing all your crit gear in, bro. Like, no chance I'm gonna fall you. <laughs> 19th century Pax Britannica. Four hundred and ninety-eight for four. How are you seeing him, Joss? What is going on in Amsterdam? What's going on in Sri Lanka? Abject failure. Are Sri Lanka good? Nope. Hey, uh, India and South Africa are tied. A deadlocked in a T20 ice series. Dinesh Kartik, will he make the T20 World Cup squad? Kemar Roach, 249 test wickets. That's equal with Michael Holding. Hashtag AskTGC. Is getting into an area of middle-aged male egos and the fragility of such things. Daryl Mitchell is on the show, perhaps New Zealand's best ever cricketer in the past month. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. We're getting around Budgie's most ordinary competition. If you're in Australia, there's new hoodie and tracksuit ranges available. If you're in the UK, swimwear available as well. BudgieSmuggler.com. My name is Ian Higgins. Sam Perry, I want to ask you straight away, what is the future of test cricket? Is everything over? Solve test cricket for me in the next 30 seconds. Go. Hey, has anyone got Dada's number? You know, uh, I think that's the question. I saw Ganguly tweet a few weeks ago. I mean, we all did before the IPL rights, uh, the media rights yeah. came out. Got uh, notifications turned on for Dada tweets. 100%, don't we all? Don't we all? He said, whatever <laughs> format you see, whatever the <laughs> colour of the jersey you wear, None beats such a game of test cricket. No comparison. Let's keep this format the pinnacle at ICC. And I just wanted to write underneath, thank you, mm. Dada, for that reassurance. Because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, we didn't get into this too much last week, but the media rights for the IPL cycle 2023 to 2027 came out. That went for 6.2 billion US. I believe I reported it at 5.5 billion. Uh, US. Um, so just making a few adjustments for EBITDA and uh, um, and also reading the wrong articles, and uh, <laughs> uh, it's a it's a fair bit of money. And um, I yeah, also note that over the five year course as well, uh, there will be seventy four games in the first two iterations. There will be eighty four games in the next two, and there'll be ninety four in the final. So given yes. that last year there was sixty. And by the end of the cycle, there'll be 94. That's a fair increase. What are we looking at there? 30-odd percent? So, and, and a two-and-a-half-month window. Fair to say 
the IPL's stretching itself out. It's it's spreading its wings. Uh, it's mm-hmm. spreading its wings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you take up um, finite periods of time, there's less time to do other things. And that's where Greg Barclay, the outgoing, I want to say, head of ICC, sort of breezily said, well, yeah, I, got, yeah, I think bi- bilateral cricket's going to suffer. I would have thought. I uh, would have thought so. <laughs> and if you know, I had to guess now, yeah, that would be my first guess. Uh, and you know, you got to you've got to acknowledge like domestic T20s, uh, T20 yep. franchise competitions. That that ain't a dollar a run anymore in the old parlance. He goes like it's it is in the BBL. Obviously, we're trying to catch up with that. There's a draft or some shit or whatever. Some guys actually are getting paid a dollar a run. Yeah, so well, actually you know, quite literal. A, yeah, <laughs> is that because they, they're playing ones? Uh, and getting, <laughs> they get a car. Domestic T Twenty is more like two dollars a run now, and Judy's looking after you at the local, you know, body spa. Uh, that's where. That's right. where. Yeah. At so the body spa. Very lucrative. Very lucrative. What are we looking at there? The body spa. We're looking a bit at what tan exfoliation. What are we looking at? I don't know. Full body with oil. I don't know. Um, yeah. Will they? Won't they? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of will they That's won't they about stuff. For 60 minutes of massage, will they or won't they? <laughs> uh, I'm not relaxed at all. <laughs> I've never been more tense. <laughs> never been more tense. Uh, anyway, um, so you asked me about the yeah. future of Test Cricket. Uh, you know, um, Test Cricket's obviously been dying, dying since it was born. Um, you know, like my yeah. dreams. Uh, I've always mm. considered white ball cricket to be something that could be a great alternative to test cricket, whether it's a supplement to it or for some it's a gateway. Others, they just like white ball cricket more than test yep. cricket. Uh, but I think in Australia and England and India, you're going to be fine for test cricket for a while. You know, I don't think we're waking up anytime soon and the SCG test or the MCG test, boxing day isn't on anytime soon. But I think that uh, that's because we're cosseted, uh, entitled Australians. But I think if mm. you're from another non-Big Three nation, uh, you know, Test cricket's getting eroded pretty heavy, um, pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, um, I agree with that. I I can see a, a world in my lifetime, and definitely yours, Sam, um, where three teams play Test cricket and they just they just cycle rounds and just have a give a bit of a whack and the would rest you, of the time. And would you? I mean, would you march? You know, if you if you woke up to would the, I take uh, to the streets? Would you take to the streets? Street taken? If you woke up to the death of Test cricket, you know. Uh, the death of a gentleman, as Jared Kimber and Sam Collins called it in their excellent mm. f- film, by the way, uh, quite a mm. while ago now, but prescient. Would you take to the streets? Uh, you know, would you dress in your SCG members gear, uh, you know, um, button up, light blue Ralph Lauren shirt, uh, some chinos, light colour, yeah. and Aaron and Williams. And, uh, Aaron, Aaron Williams, Williams Aaron Williams. Uh, okay. And okay. Um, one button done down like just so yeah but a little bit of yep. watch showing just so would you mm-hmm. wear maybe in a cobra if you'd somehow become a headmaster at a private school going to a rugby game <laughs> and would you a bit of a bead of sweat yep. even it's 11 in the morning would you march sort of thin dyes from central station to, would, ta- to town hall would i march from wallara to paddington <laughs> um I, I would march. It would be it would be a thing that would get me out of the bed in the morning. I think like, and the reason I want to discuss this to the top pairs is yeah. because the rest of the cricket this week, England and Netherlands are playing in a series while there's a test series going on. Sri Lanka, Australia, you know, India, South Africa, and there is another test series, West Indies, Bangladesh. But like, 
The other cricket doesn't matter to me. But that's just but that's just me. And that doesn't mean it's right, of course. I mean it does, but but you know, I was talking to other people yesterday um, about cricket generally, and some people really like the Big Bash. Some people some people don't watch any other cricket, they watch the Big Bash. Um, and some people don't watch that, they just watch the test matches. Some people don't even watch cricket, but they go to one te- they won't go one day to the test every year. It's hard to really know who likes what. Because like as we played cricket, right? But like but when we played cricket, you don't watch the cricket. Nothing there's nothing, no, nothing worse for your social capital than admitting that you watch cricket and like cricket. Mm. So that's also very confusing. You have to watch it in the dark on your own. When everyone's got a <laughs> <laughs> And anyone who takes a scorebook to a test match, wow, okay. Um just commit yourself right now. Um so I don't know who likes what and who's allowed to like what, but for me, I like test matches because they, they feels like they mean something and it's like it's there's it's funnier, uh, there's more narratives to the sport, there's the, I think there's higher execution of skill, but then I don't know, man, I watch the IPL and it's like fuck, these guys are really good. But then the sport is changing too because fucking boundaries are smaller, bats are bigger and all the rules suggest that people want to watch boundaries nonstop. I mean England at four hundred and ninety eight, is that good? I don't know. I like when teams get bowled for seventy in a test match. I mean, Bangladesh got bowled for 103 in the first innings. Yeah, I like that because things happen. It's that's that's the cricket that I like. But I don't. Is that sustainable though? Because isn't is, isn't part uh, of the know, issue? Go on. Isn't part of the issue that um, Test cricket doesn't make any money. So to actually like sustain the game itself, you actually need to at least supplement Test matches with white ball cricket. But then all the administrators who are in charge, all they're trying to do is raise revenues for their board because then they fuck off after two years and they. Go work at you know Rebel or some shit, and selling bats, selling cashmere <laughs> so with those size like- sixes. <laughs> um, and so all they're trying to do is raise revenue. So they're not really interested in like the the sustainability of Test cricket because there's not really any in, anything in it for them, and they are the gatekeepers, so to speak. So it's an issue, right? right? Well, that's I- an issue. Yeah, definitely. Though would would white ball cricket if it is if that's the money maker. Um, I mean, there'd be a reason why it's the money maker. It must be because it's demonstrable that the eyeballs are on it, you know, and not the other right, ones. So, right. you know, yeah. it's one thing to try and work out to do people like test cricket or if you, you know, it's like being mm. in a social media bubble. Like if you like test cricket, is are you just living in a really small bubble of, of others? Uh, yeah. Even though yeah. we all tell ourselves that we are the elites of the game who understand it the most. <clears throat> That's one right, question. Right, right, right. I think a lot of people like test cricket. I'd be more of the mind to understand white ball cricket through red ball cricket. You know, like d- does white ball cricket get its context from red ball cricket in some mm. way? Is there some moral obligation to um, to create a, a fund between nations to keep test cricket going, mm. you know? Mm. Or is that some weak, beated, um, you know, financially ruined shit thinking mm. uh i, I well, know <laughs> i think it's gonna be true <laughs> <laughs> that's right so, yeah that's right some gordon gecko types listening to this going well he's gonna go bankrupt <laughs> he's shit at business why would one yeah. like, run for fun what the hell kind of fun is that uh so <laughs> yeah. uh yeah i don't think there's any like immediate alarm for test cricket but i think when you start seeing um, the IPL sp- spreading its wings to two and a half months. You start asking yourself, "Oh, is the is the um, is the act- is the entire structure of cricket going to change in ten, twenty, thirty years? What is the project yes. of the BCCI there, right. and what what are the merits of that project as well?" Uh, I think 
I think the Anglosphere's had it their way for a fair while. Uh, and and I yep. think that if 90 cents in the dollar comes from Indian cricket because their fans are the most passionate and most populous, then they're entitled to a say of how it's structured. You know, uh, And I yep. have to say, if there are people out there who are of the view that uh, Indian fans um, are only interested in their IPL team or white ball cricket to the... Um, um, to the exclusion of red ball cricket, I think that's misguided too. You know, I'm, I, I think Indian fans are pretty keen to see India do well uh, as a yeah, national team yeah, across yeah. both formats. Uh, so yeah. it, you know, it, a, a lot of it's with them. Um, it's, a lot of responsibility on this bloke. My <laughs> mistake, you lads. Actually, quite a few mistakes. They could still get away with it, I reckon. Mm. Um, I think that uh, you know, cricket being accessible is the reason, like, sorry, the lack of accessibility of the sport is actually part of the problem of why we're looking for new formats all the time. That's why World Series cricket became a thing. It's why T20 cricket becomes a thing. Like, and, and all sports try and change the rules. They try and tinker the rules every year. The AFL has a new fucking mm. law. You know, Most football has sport. a new handball rule. Mm. Um, it, aren't, they, aren't they trialing like um, in like the third division of Denmark or some shit where they're going to they're gonna bin throw-ins? They're going to do like kick-ins now? So like even, even, even sports which have uh, very few rules um, or laws, um, Stuart laws, uh, as football, they, they change, you know, they, they're still trying to tinker to have the perfect sport to try and capture everyone's eyeballs because everyone's on TikTok these days. So cricket, um, they've probably found out that uh, cricket is, uh, it doesn't fit into society. It goes for five days, goes for a really long time. It's hard to clip up for highlights. T20 cricket though, uh, that's, that's closer. That's closer. Mm. But there's also like fucking T10 leagues. Uh, maybe that'll be the future. Uh, we've, we've said in a while, for a while, Pez, like... How much do India actually need the rest of the world? Because I checked before I came on here. There's heaps of people that live there. Heaps. It's a really mm. big population. Really big. Where'd you find they, that out? Do they um, ask Jeeves? Um, <laughs> Brett Jeeves? <laughs> text Brett him. Jeeves, yeah. I texted him. In my phone, though, it's asked Jeeves. I was asking questions. Jeeva. He never replies. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's interesting you say that. I know... Um... Ask Brett Jeeves. <laughs> um... Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, in uh, there's a new book, Crickonomics, out, and um, Tim Wigmore's done it mm-hmm. with the guy who also did Soconomics, whose name escapes me, and I apologise to that All guy. Right. Uh, but they um, posit that it may be that into the future, the um, structure of cricket may be similar to the way the NBA works, where the entire primacy of the game is in the USA, that they make more money off their domestic product. Uh, so the NBA right. does an international uh, sport kind of revolves around it as and when it can. Uh, that mm. may be where cricket's going as well, um, which is an interesting yep. thing to consider if, you know, 90 cents in every dollar comes from that country. Uh, it might be a little mm. while away, but it, it certainly appears to be trending more towards that kind of English Premier yeah. League model of club versus country and uh, and and whatnot. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, you can get two dollars a run now, and we're having targets all. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Uh, or will yeah, they? Won't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little will they, won't they? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, given that whatever the next auction is going to be, the mega auction, like someone's, I mean, they're already earning very good money, but it's going to su- it's going to get disgusting soon. I don't know what disgusting oh. money is. Wouldn't Bar- want a bit Bar- of disgusting Bar- money myself, if I'm honest. Yes, yeah, right. Oh, I hate disgusting money. Um, that's disgusting. Yeah, uh, Barat Sundarazen from Crickbuzz, I think he worked out that like uh, with the new media rights deal, every over is worth nine thousand dollars now. 
or every ball is worth nine thousand dollars and every over is worth fifty five grand. Um, right, and especially okay. if you throw right. a couple of noes in there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Um, well, basically, our Secretary Jay Shah, he said, in the future, you will have a scenario where the Indian Test team will be playing a series in one country and the white ball team will be engaged in a series in a different country. We're going in that direction. We will have, to, we will have two uh, national teams ready at the same time. Um, that's already happened, I think, for India when they were playing... They were playing Sri Lanka in a white ball series and then they were playing somewhere else at the same time. Mm, I can't remember exactly right. what that is. Anyway, obviously right now, England are currently playing in two series at the exact same time. Let's go to the Netherlands. Let's go to Amsterdam where um, the first ODI, uh, England hit 498 for four. Um, top line there, Owen Morgan, first baller, and Jason Roy, one off seven. Uh, slowed the run rate down. But then uh, the three blokes got 100. Phil Salt, 122. Milan, 125. Jay Butler, 162 off 70 rocks. And then Liam Limersing sort of came in there as, as a finisher and hit 66 off 22 balls. Um, I think this equals second fastest ever ODI 100. ODI 100, I think uh, AB Davidez has got one quicker, which was off 16 balls. And there's like four blokes who've got one off 17 balls. So um, that to me just says that uh, Livingston failed and AB mm. Davidez is good. Um, anyway, England won that game by 232 runs. Um, there, were, there were balls being lost into like uh, into like some parkland outside the ground there, and and just the south uh, southwest of Amsterdam. Have you been? Are you, you've been to Amsterdam? I've never I've never actually been. Yeah, I have. Is it flat? Pretty flat there. The the decks are flat. Yeah, the decks right. are flat. There, I thought that Amsterdam. was short. Yeah. Uh, England. There was a couple of failures here from England. They missed out on 500. Jason Roy yep. one off seven, and Owen Morgan first baller. Um, yeah. Also. And I'm just wondering about like the Dutch in between innings after that, like conceding 498. Like what's what's that chat? You know, we've been there before. Yeah. I, I thought we just missed yeah. our lengths. You know, I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were a bit both sides, or not sure. You know, not sure the skip, not sure Sela got his uh, got his angles right. Right. Know? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 There was a lot. There was a lot of extra cover, but it didn't just didn't quite match up and wide mid off and uh, extra cover there. I just wanted uh, to note also he goes. Scott Edwards, who captain in the second game, he normally plays grade cricket in Victoria. Uh, right. 70, 72 off 56, uh, 72 not out off 56 in the first game, 78 off 73 in the second. Once again, showing the primacy and superiority of grade cricket, um, which which they try and call Premier Cricket now, but it's grade cricket. Um, and Tom Cooper made his ODI return yep. from Netherlands for the first time in like nine years. Um, he's 35 on Tom Cooper's, but... Yeah, that's right. Job done. Get himself in uh, in that third ODI. Mm. So he he played games for South Australia, didn't he? And he's, mm. he played in the Big Bash up until relatively recently too. He's a um, Anyway, he's yeah yeah. Mm. He played he played in Sydney as well. He played at um, he's, fr- he's from New South Wales. He played at UNSW. Yeah, he played New South Wales. Yeah, yeah. He came down to our club to trial in like or train or something in two thousand five, and he's mm. absolute fucking gun. Anyway, always yeah. jarring when like those guys you're like you're just unbelievable, and then now he's sort of playing yeah. for the Netherlands, which is also an achievement in and of itself. But like you know, there's a sort of um, comic element to it as as England take them mm. apart. It's like no, but actually this guy's an abs- he's a gun. He probably should have played for yeah. Australia. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, instead it's just it's <laughs> buddy, just, buddy, it's just buddy watched England get five hundred. That's right. Well, Jason Roy, you know, he was one off seven. He j- obviously just nibbles around a little bit early in Amstelveen. Uh, yeah, that's right. that's right. Well, it was quite it was quite tacky with the new ball, wasn't it? it was sort of a bit, bit too paced. Didn't quite come on initially. Yeah, it was like yeah. tennis ball-y. Yeah. Um, yeah, mate. So uh, England have now. This is England have the three highest scores ever in ODI cricket. They have, I think, the the third one was against Pakistan, 
I think that's right, in like 2016. Then the one against Australia, which was 481, that was at Trent Bridge, I think. Yeah. Famously flat, unless you're batting the third innings there of a test match. Um, <laughs> and uh, and then this one. So, like, this this generation of England cricket. I mean, this is this is, this is is the glory time for England Whitehall cricket. I mean, this it does not get better. When you start, like, remember Australia um, bowled Namibia out in the 2003 World Cup? McGrath took eight for one or some shit. Um, oh, famously. You know, we, Winning World Cups, uh, you know, winning test matches. I mean, this is, this is, it doesn't get better. This is the time. This is the time. Now, we're talking about Australia and Sri Lanka in the moment because, um, what we're just talking about right now, actually, injuries deluxe uh, for the Australian white ball side. I said last last week, I think, was I said last week, if Australia lose two games this tour, abject failure. Well, indeed, abject failure. Effigies. Path- pathetic. <laughs> um, Australia's injuries, well, Zampa didn't travel. Um, but uh, guys who have missed games or are out of this series, Smith, Stoinis, Stark, Agar, Swepson, J and K, Richardson. Um, I think Hazelwood didn't play the second game. Is that right? No, he played that game. Uh, anyway, uh, injuries deluxe. Uh, Cummins not playing as well. Um, so, but I, I'm looking, I look at England's squad depth and uh, they ain't losing to Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka have played some good cricket. It's been spinning decks. Uh, and the Sanka got 137 last night of about 145. Mm. Um, you know, Hasaranga is an exceptional player, really good lower order bat as well, excellent bowling. They've got a couple of good spinners here. They are spinning decks, but um, it's I don't I don't think it's that good. Yeah, man, I don't think it's that good. Oh, second, come come on, playing. Uh, he's doing okay, but um, Sri Lanka two one up in this ODI series. The, in the second one, yes, they make two twenty, and Australia get bundled out for 189. And the first thing I want to say from the top is, like, this is good Sri Lanka gear. Like, anyone who's watching this shit, um, mm. it's a it's a good aesthetic. I said it last time. Like, it's, there's, a really, it there's a really good uh, vibe about it. And they have a really beautiful um, and exciting up-and-coming coach, uh, Chris Silverwood. But, uh, <laughs> so Australia, Australia failed, very nice guy. failed to chase 220. Um, okay, it was in 43 overs, but I still choose to see that as a 1993 failure. Um, now, a couple of things to note, he goes. Matt yeah. Kuhneman debuted. So that's <clears> something <throat> to look at, something for the eyes, trappings, trimmings, mm-hmm. accoutrements. Uh, Queensland stuff? Yeah, I don't know what to think of it. I don't know his face. It's not been marketed to me. The name on the back doesn't look normal to me. Still played really well. couple of wickets on debut, early catch. Um, Pretty old-looking 24. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair enough. But it's just new shapes to get your head used to. So that's something. Uh, other thoughts? Sure. Why am I watching Manus Labuschain bowl? Uh, why am I doing that? And then yep. uh, I guess I took that attitude in 2018 to his batting. That didn't really turn out well in terms of my judgment. So, um, <laughs> Fucks this block. But like these games, mate, are like, this is the shit you see at the Cricket Australia Awards, you know, whether you're watching on TV or you're there um, yep. watching... Hall of Fame inductees remark on some of their <laughs> travels and not being able to stop laughing. <laughs> but it's a separate issue. It doesn't matter where you are, but when, you, when you're at the... These are AB medal points that you cannot, for the life of you, remember when they happen. Like, yeah, this is yeah, like... Yeah. It'll yeah, be like... most of the players. Like, yeah, yeah, Matt Kuhneman plays. Like, what? Took two or yeah. three at one point. Like, come, Cummins yeah. four. Four for? It's like, okay. If you say so. <laughs> they could say any. They could say anything. <laughs> Cummins' famous four for a candy. That's right. In fucking in June. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, like they could CGI reproduce whatever happened, and no one would bat an eyelid. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I, I, Tupac I'll... was there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the one last night. So they failed there in the second. Then the one last night. 
Finch runs, must note them, 60-odd Finch runs. Yeah. Um, but my question yeah. is, um, and like now now Travis Head's in the side doing well, Cameron Green was there. Uh, can we play ODI cricket? Like, can we, pl- can we play yeah, this code? Uh, Have we been able to well, play it for a while? I miss Adam Zampa, who welcomed Eugene to the world, by the way. Him, him yes. and Harrier, congratulations. Can we play? Like, I mean, in- England are engaged in a fucking space race for 500 under Matthew Mott, <laughs> and we've barely got selves. we've got the fucking billy cart going, you know, going, just trying to get 189, <laughs> nerdle it around. Uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll still make a semi-final. Yeah, we'll still make yeah, a semi-finals. The next one is like, yeah, but, you know, Starks, Wheels, and Maxwell will do something, and I expect to win, you know? Yeah, we'll turn up, and there'll be a yellow kit, and then Stark will bowl, and be like, yeah, semi-final, we'll it just is, take that. Like, that, like, 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 like Matthew Mott's trying to break the four-minute mile, you know, with like Roger Bannister. Like they're yeah. trying to go where no man has gone. We're trying to go to 500. And we're mm. fucking, Labuschagne's mm. there just going, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm six overs for 37. I don't know what it is. I don't know what we are. Yeah. I don't know what we're about. Steve Smith's getting bumped out, l- lapping it around the corner. Can we play, can we play this format? Well, I, I, I like Travis heading the white ball setup because um, he did really well in Pakistan. Now, here's another one. Ben McDermott scored 100, batting at... Three in Pakistan in that the end of that tour he's not nah. he's not no, he's he hasn't not featured so far. Nah. I don't I don't like I don't like Manus in the white ball setup because I've not he has got a hundred he has got an ODI hundred, um but I I've never really seen it do that well. Uh, is it then, enough? We got we got a lot of but, anchors, don't we? Like uh, is it? It's enough? just all a bit test. Uh, like, I mean England. England are obviously the best test team anyone's ever seen at the moment, but they're—I mean—they're crap. But like, the, but their but their white ball is just fucking. Their white ball setup. It, it's up there with the best ever, isn't it? It is. Like, I mean, they've won one World Cup. That's yeah, cute. It's a, but like, tied, but tied it's it, it's up there. It's up there with the best ever. Like, just the depth of their squad. Oh, if it's, if this is the Olympics, so if this is the Olympics, they're they're um they're swimming the fastest anyone's ever swum, right? That doesn't yes. necessarily mean you're knocking over Mark Spitz. You know, if we're if we're doing a, uh, you know, if we're going pound for pound, you know, you're not you're not you're not bringing Thorpey down, but um, you know, if you yep. if you're racing, but like, I just want to see Australia pursue gold. You know, like I want them, I want Australia in this space race. Like, if I, I want to be the first to five hundred, but I yeah. still feel like we're so ner- we're looking- nerdling it round, and that's what um, I mean. I'm, that's what not, I mean. There's not enough explosion. There's not enough cock stuff. Uh, with our ODI cricket, you know why? Yeah, yeah, why yeah. is England producing all the big swinging dick stuff with with ODI yep. cricket? I want that. I'm Australian. Yep. I am entitled to yeah, it. Yeah, I want that. I want that. Um, we're basically <laughs> buying Munich and in, in the German league, and we're like anyone good. I want that. We'll yeah. have that one. I want. Um, except we can't acquire uh, players through uh, international league yeah. principles. And there's a Bosman, um, Bosman issue too. That's of course. Uh, I mean, Cameron Green played the third game last night. Um. Uh, no, no record of anything domestically in white ball cricket. Yeah, I mean, but that's Cam big. Green. I'm I, I happy like, with that. Like, I just, I want, I, I want laboratory stuff. There's just a hacker Wade isn't playing these games. Do you know? Do you know why Wade is? I mean, uh, I think he's trying. I mean, he's working out if he's going to play the Hurricanes. <laughs> trying to figure out who the coach is going to be. Are you going to play? Oh, I better go home. I better go home and see what, see what, see I what this is about. I don't know where Wade is. He might, he might need a break. I mean, it, yeah, he's played a lot of cricket. Um, but just look at that middle order: Smith, Head. Labuschagne, Carey, and then he gets into Maxwell batting at seven. I mean, Maxwell won the first game by himself in the eighty or fifty or whatever. But just England have got England have got eight Glenn Maxwells, and Australia have one. I mean, I mean, and Warner's Warner's a different player to what he used to be as well. I mean, Warner Warner is still in my mind 
one of the two best openers in the country. I think he's excellent. I'm taking Warner. But like Warner, Maxwell, yeah, no, even Kerry. I like Kerry. He's he's got a spot. I don't know what's Kerry, doing Kerry with the rest. In the COVID series, when Australia went over there to save England's summer, as you recall, Pez, hmm. Australia won that series in England 3-2, and Carey and batting with Maxwell, they scored hundreds in yeah. in two games, didn't That's they? Right. they? They did really well. Again, just forgetting shit. But um, but uh, it's just all, it's a bit nerdly, and I'm just, I'm, I want, I want not just sixes, I want voluminous sixes. Yeah. I want, like, I want to gawk at some sixes. Yeah, it's not much to ask, is it? I don't it's just not want much sixes, to ask, I want, mate. I want daddy sixes. They want to go be big. Yeah. They're going to be over 95 metres. Otherwise, don't bother. But where, but where, do these guys exist? we got Stoinis. Stoinis a good player. Stoinis a good player. Yes, and he's big. And he's something to look at. Yeah, he's big. You know, like yeah. we saw, we saw we, with the with Is the Tim JL, David ODI? Um, why not? You know? Okay. Okay. It's just you know, size you know, now. Like, just, um, are you big enough? The whole, the, the um, I guess it was a appalling back and forth between the old players and the current players vis-a-vis Langer coaching and stuff like that. Now, if the old players from the ODI set up wanted to get involved and start throwing shot, playing shots at the current setup, yeah. now I'm behind the old players here because there's a legacy yep. there, you know, Mark mm. War, for example, Gil, you know, like, mm. like if these Doss. guys want yeah, Doss, if they wanted to speak mm. specifically about ODI cricket, white ball stuff, even the mm-hmm. fifty over format, then I'm all I'm all in. I'm I'm on their side. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing my weight behind that considerable yeah. weight, as yep. it stands. Um. So the next World Cup, fifty over World Cup, is a year a year eighteen, twelve, fourteen months away. There's just some sets of numbers out loud. Um. In India, obviously, and uh, the conditions aren't identical to Sri Lanka, though they were saying commentary last night. They are similar, and Australia's been spun out a couple of times in the last two games. Um, Australia in that second game chasing 220 were, were 3 for 120 I'm pretty sure right. and then lost 7 for 60 um, spinning decks looked a little bit hard to score pacing the ball obviously Australia does well that's why they'll be one of the favourites for the T20 World Cup um, though it just seems like in England England should probably yeah you, I think you said this last week or two weeks ago England should be favourites for the next two World Cups I mean I think they're probably just ahead of India and 50 over stuff though India will be playing at home but I mean England's white ball setup is just fucking amazing I and mean, we're talking about this series and we just spoke about Australia oh and Morgan can't like, score so. a run though so there's that but I don't know He's yeah just dad Owen carrying. Morgan seems to have a lot of power seems to have a lot of power about mm. who plays and who doesn't play um, but that's probably, probably because he's the captain um, okay um, India and South Africa that series finished 2-2 the fifth T20 was a washout South Africa led that series 2-0 to the start then uh, India came back to win the Second two T20s. They started the fifth T20. India were, I think, two for 20 or some shit. Um, and uh, before it, it was called. But uh, in that fourth game, Dinesh Kartik was player of the match. He had 55 of 27. Some interest in Dinesh Kartik's inclusion. Now, India are playing a B team in this series anyway. None of the main main starters are playing. Rishabh Punt is the captain. And he's also wicket-keeping. Dinesh Kartik, obviously a wicket-keeper himself. But he's been in the field. Hasn't been taken the mitts. But he hit 55 of 27. Had a wonderful IPL tournament as the finisher. One, probably the best finisher of the tournament. Um, and I reckon he is he's getting pretty close to securing himself in that T20 Um well, Cup squad for India. In this series, he had one not out, six, 30 not out, and 55. So he didn't, I wouldn't say he shot the lights out, but um, but still pretty good. And that finishing role is uh, is one that's hard to find in any any uh, team in world cricket. But uh, interesting in his comments after the fourth game when he hit 55 uh, to get uh, India to 169 before Safiga were rolled for 87. Dennis Kardik said, I'm feeling very secure in this setup. Uh, in the last game, things didn't go exactly according to plan for me. 
Uh, he got six off eight in the previous game. But the way I felt in the dressing room post the game was very comforting. Right now, the dressing room is a very safe, secure place. It feels warm. It feels fuzzy when things go well. And it feels the same when things don't go as well. There is a certain sense of calmness. I mean, who amongst us wouldn't like to feel, go into a dressing room, failure or success, mostly failure, and you feel safe? That's, that's everything. Well, it's heaven, isn't it? And I don't, I don't <laughs> recognise utopia. it. I, I don't, don't trust it. I don't trust it. Uh, this is usually how older people feel about young people achieving things. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can't yeah, be right. right. Uh, it must reflect yeah. poorly on them. Yeah, that seems to be the new way of cricket dressing rooms. I don't know. It's almost as though young people have worked out, hmm, I, I don't need to feel like I'm the worst person in the world if I fail. I, yeah. I don't know. something. Mm, that's right. I don't, yeah. I get, once again, don't trust it. Um I yeah. saw maybe if I'm thirsty, I should be allowed to drink water. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if I don't want to drink a beer, I shouldn't have to. Or if I don't want to get naked uh, and display yeah. my penis to everybody, I shouldn't have to do that. Well, uh, some things are sacrilegious in my opinion, but yeah, I see what you're I saying. I think that's going too far. There, mate. I think it's going yeah. too far personally. Yeah. I'm just, it's yeah. an information exchange. Uh, <laughs> I saw some, you know, digi- digital content uh, of oh, yeah. Dinesh Kartik. And I'm just going to use like my words here. That's the nature of a podcast. Yeah, I, he, he's he's on a he's on a plane walking towards a camera down the aisle of a plane, and his teammates are sitting in the seats, obviously you know either side of the aisle. And there's mm-hmm. there's um, smoke on the plane as though, and it's a stationary plane, or it could be in the air, but it's, it's like it's like stage smoke, you know, like the effect you have of a band about to start or whatever. And there's some like right. cool music, I think, and striding through the smoke, emerging through the haze of the smoke, is a smiling, swaggering Dinesh Kartik, and his teammates okay. are kind of looking up at him, um, contextless. I don't know what it's about. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And like, I, I'm Aussie, so I was obliged to look relaxed about it um, while being mercilessly judgmental. About flouting yeah. of health and safety rules, you should never have smoke on a plane. That, that, that really is a, um, a, a trigger yeah. to get off. You know, that's a that's a yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a vicious signal to get off the plane. Um, real, that's real first sign. Yeah. Unless it's like nineteen nineties when there's like non-smoking and smoking sections of the plane. Yeah. Um, that could be that could be a certain thing. <laughs> that's with certain right. Airlines still. That's mm. right. Uh, but I, I noted with this T Twenty series, he goes um, in this in the in the final game, the decider that ended up getting washed out. Um, at Chinnaswamy yeah. Stadium in, in Bengaluru there, uh, right. there was like, um, um, like uh, a- according to Fados Munda, friend of the show, reporting on the game, um, mm-hmm. the crowd at Chinnaswamy were chanting like RCB, RCB. So contrary to what I said before, there was a lot of IPL chat at the international game and they were obviously yeah. wanted, they wanted to see DK that their you know adopted hero DK come out to bat because sure, sure, he's an sure. RCB player and and it's right. I mean to be fair when we go to the SCG to watch an international match we're also cheering for the Sixers in between and also call, <laughs> hoping Jay Lenton comes to the crease when he's playing for the Sixers to fill in because they can't get enough players having played for the Thunder yeah. earlier that year. The, 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 like yeah. the week before, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> sixers, Sixers. Yeah, anyway, uh, a couple of different countries there. But they got to, they, it, it ended up 2 2. They got to pose for the trophy together. Boovy K, player of the series. Okay, all good. Um, once again, just a couple of games that happened. David Miller scored some runs. That's and, right. Uh, good to go. 
That's right. That's right. Now, India then go to Ireland for a, um, for a T20 series. They're playing two games over there uh, in Ireland. So in terms of space race, maybe uh, a team can reach 300 for the first time. I don't know. In 20 overs, that is. Um, other things that are happening in the world of cricket, the West Indies and Bangladesh are uh, entangled and intertwined in a two-test series. Uh, West Indies won the first test there by seven wickets in Antigua. Um, Kemar Roach took six wickets, six wickets for the match. He took Pfeiffer in the second dig. Um, and that takes him to 249 test wickets, pairs. And as you know, as your tattoo suggests, that's equal with Michael Holding. That's the mm. sixth all-time test wickets for the West Indies. Um, it's amazing. It's 23, played, isn't um, it? Is it 23? 26, 26. 26. I looked at it today. Oh, okay. okay. So Kemar Roach at 26. It does take the gloss off. 26 is like, if you if you had a season of club cricket where you took 26, it's actually very high. Because like, there are guys going around club, club cricket. cricket. It's because no one can I know, but I know. No, mm. no, I know. I know. I know. But like, if you have 26 with the ball, with the bat, then that's actually a good season. 26 with the ball in test level. It's very good. It's extremely club, good. It's literally just not lands, holding. Poor. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, not holding, though, is it? Anyway, uh, so I think I think he's played 72 tests. I think that's right. Um, Courtney Walsh, um, as we've discussed in the past, not that good. Um, played, 130, <laughs> played, <laughs> played 130 tests. He's obviously got number one for the West Indies. Um, with uh, How many is Courtney Walsh? 530. Is it five nineteen? Is that right? Uh, so, so if Kemaraj played another seventy two tests, he'd yeah. still be slightly behind yeah, uh, uh, the great, the great Courtney Walsh. Um, seventy two tests is a lot of Test cricket for the West Indies. Got to say that. Um, Kemaraj, Kemaraj sits. My relationship with Kemaraj Pez, yeah, is when I, when he first came onto the scene, and by that I mean when I first saw him because he went to Australia. It was the end of Ponting. He actually, he, he sort of began the end of Ponting's career because Ponting was like so good on the pull shot, right? What an excellent back foot player. And Kemaraj got him on the elbow. I think it might have been in Perth. Kemaraj was fucking co-wick. Hell yeah. Um, and obviously through, through the uh, through the passages of time, he's, he's not as sharp as what he used to be, but 249 test wickets is fucking pretty good. And he equals Michael Holding. Mm. He'll go past him. Um, I can't remember who's number five on the list, but he's only got 10 more wickets than... Um, than Michael Holding. So he'll, he'll at least finish mm. in the top five West Indies uh, test cricketers of all time, uh, bowlers of all time in, in terms of wickets. Um, and um, obviously we respect him because he did one thing against Australia once, which was injure our captain. Can you remember any other wicket he's taken? For me, the answer is no, um, which says more about <laughs> me, which says more well, about I, me. But we respect I've him. I've seen one of my favourite Roblinda 2 clips is uh, there's a series against South Africa, and I think it's in the West Indies. And the West in, uh, South Africa need three runs to win with nine wickets in hand. And mm-hmm. Kemar Arunch just goes, fuck this. I'm just going to bump him. Yep. And he's like just bowling at, he's bowling at Graham Smith and Jack Callis for about two overs. Um, and then it gets a little bit tetchy. You, you can find that on the YouTubes. And uh, it's a nice fire. It's a nice Caribbean fire that we like to see. But yeah. Um, I mean, he also didn't take, didn't take eight for. Didn't he take eight for in the county championship last year or Probably. some shit? Um, anyway, good player. Uh, last thing, Pez, before we go to Daryl Mitchell, uh, is Catherine Brunt has announced she's retiring from tests. Um, England have a one-off test later this month, June 27, in Taunton against South Africa. Um, would have been a minute since South Africa played a test, I'm sure, but uh, Catherine Brunt, one of England's all-time uh, great uh, test, well, well, cricketers generally, uh, is retiring from tests. She's still going to carry on with white ball stuff. Um, but this actually fits in nicely to, to round out the conversation we had at the beginning about test match cricket. Because obviously... 
the lack of test match cricket does not just affect the men, it also affects uh, the women, perhaps even more so, um, given what that can do for the game. So um, anyway, Catherine Brunt finishing her test career just to focus on white ball stuff. Um, Pez, uh, budgie smuggler, we're getting around the ordinary rig competition yeah. with budgie Look, smuggler. We've gone hard at the ordinary rig. Uh, entries have closed if you want to enter your own rig, ordinary or otherwise. Uh, into their into the finale, which I believe is July two in London. Tickets are available if you want to see that spectacular. Uh, That's a day out. Said to, a you, day out. It is a day out, and I've been to the Ordinary Rig in uh, in Australia, and there it's a hell of a party. Uh, so look that up, budgetsmuggler.com. Hope that's correct. Uh, what I wanted to focus on here, he goes, was that. Our our sponsors, Budgie Smuggler, are doing so well. You're not just talking about Anglosphere activity. Uh, you're also talking about Anglo-Saxon activity <laughs> ah, <laughs> because they are they are, are Paris. They, they are in Paris to um, to extend this wonderful idea of the ordinary rig by hosting Monsieur Ordinaire. <laughs> 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 and I got to say, I want to hand it to Budgie Smuggler for hosting Monsieur Ordinaire. Uh, I I wonder what a I don't think it's in Paris, actually. Off the top of my head, I think it's in Biarritz, uh, which for some reason in the back of my head, I know that Joe Roff played there. Joe Roff played rugby there. Wow. Uh, wow. Um, so, yeah, really starting to shrink down those who would understand that, especially in Hyderabad. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Monsieur Ordinaire's in Biarritz. Uh, the sa- I, look, I'm not sure the exact dates of all of it. I just actually just wanted to um, um, just... Give a real nod to Budgie Smuggler for that. I don't know what like a, fr- a seen... French a French ordinary rig is. I'm not even sure if one exists. Yeah. To be honest, like well, uh, a lot of they, cheese, a lot of bread, a lot of croissant. It is, but they, like, you walk around Paris, everyone's looking pretty good. Everyone's pretty slim. I don't think there's a lot of like there's a bit of breakfast going on. A lot of there's probably a lot of cigarettes and stuff. I don't, I don't know. Is there a, but uh, everyone's looking slim. I remember when I went to Paris. <laughs> a lot of blokes my... riding around the, on his bicycle with like a, a breadstick on the front <laughs> with a beret, <laughs> wearing like oh, wearing a so wearing a skivvy. Wearing a skivvy which is white and uh, blue horizontal stripes yeah. across. And they're yelling at people. Uh, <laughs> everyone looks so good in Paris when I went there a few years ago. I went back to my job, uh, which is a, like a suit job at the time. And, um, you know, the, the, the MJ job Bale. was... <laughs> you, <laughs> you work at MJ Bale. <laughs> it was a suit job. Let's just work at TK Maxx. One of those, one of these places where, like, um, you know, in order to be a little bit cooler, they, you know, rid everybody of ties, you know, just to kind of dress it down a little bit. Oh, sick. Uh, yeah. Um, but I wanted to wear a tie because I saw a couple of French blokes do it. And I thought, fuck, that looks sick. And then, like, I was, yep. like, walked through the office, and the boss was like, "Can you please take the tie off?" And I was like, "Okay." Oh, see you shit. later. Yeah, I should have I should have oh. stood my ground. Anyway, budgiesmuggler.com, uh Monsieur Ordinaire and uh Now have you no have you seen that the budgie guys are um they, oh, well, they were in Paris at least last week anyway because they were doing the um like the the cliff diving thing. Cliff diving. Like yeah. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. It looks fucking awesome. It looks sick. Yeah, they like get the some good content the, uh, going. The big old Eiffel Tower there. Mm. Yeah, the big old Eiffel Tower. Anyway, if you want any apparel, summer or winter, Australia, UK, whatever it is, uh, you head to budgiesmuggler.com. You can get some hoodies and tracksuit pants there. If you're in Australia because it's getting a bit cold, uh, not where I am. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, obviously in the UK, it should be a bit of sun about and a bit of swimwear too. 
Well, there was a hottest day of the hottest day of the, of the year in the UK two three days ago. Um, so that's pretty good, and it was cold as fuck down here. So there's a new hoodie and tracksuit range. It's budgiesmugger.com. Here he is. Here's the great man, Daryl Mitchell. Okay, this bloke averages 60 after 11 tests. I mean, it's 59, high 59s, but we're rounding that up. Um, three tons, four 50s, and a high score of 190. There's three ODIs there where he's already made a ton, doesn't have an average, uh, and 25 T20Is as well where he strikes at nearly 140. Uh, it's an average of 40 at first-class level, nearly 100 poles, uh, and most importantly, last week he achieved one of, if not the most coveted record in cricket. Uh, he entered the all-time top 10 of most runs in a test match on the losing side with 252. Um, welcome to the show, Daryl Mitchell. Uh, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Those are some um, some nice words and some nice numbers, but, yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like that, that's for sure. Uh, well, look, Daryl, I was going to start mm. with grade cricket stuff and Scarborough <laughs> and JL, but let's go straight into it. Um, Come on. Firstly... Creek Info says your nickname is Moose. Is that does that actually get thrown around? Could we call you Moose? It's, it just seems a good name. Um, Moose. No, that was that was probably more when I had hair when I was about eighteen years old. So um, okay, now let's it's, forget it's it. Daz or Daz or Dazzler. Uh, a lot of the boys are calling me Lur now. So yeah, there's a few <laughs> few nicknames floating around. Uh, Dazzler, so um, Lur, Lur. <laughs> right, Lur. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's going yeah. with Lur. That's what I'm copping at the moment. Um. <laughs> Okay, so you claim there after the num- the numbers that I put together that you don't feel very good because there's a couple of losses for the for the side. But I mean, most people who listen to this show have played the game at some level, and we all understand that the truth, which is that if you score a hundred in a losing side, you are privately ecstatic back in the change rooms because while everyone else hangs their head in shame, you are now entitled to say things to the effect of fuck's sake boys, you know, or just speak a little bit longer, you know, in the team um, reflections and things like that. I mean, you know, how, how privately euphoric have you been in these back-to-back test matches? Yeah, it's obviously, it is, it's a, it's a tricky one, isn't it? I mean, it's nice to contribute to putting a score on the, on the board for the team. And yeah, for, for me personally, obviously early on in my career to, to get a couple of hundreds is nice, but, um, yeah, if anyone knows me, I'm a I'm a competitor at heart, and I hate losing. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a bit of sweet uh, the last few weeks, and um, yeah, hopefully maybe the next one we we'll get some runs again, and um, yeah, win, and it'll be pretty nice. I know a lot of people, um, Lur. Uh, no, I can't call you Lur. That's ridiculous, um, <laughs> <laughs> Daryl. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, some people have been saying that uh, Eddie Jones uh, messaged your dad after the hundred at Lords, and that's all well and good. But your did your dad message you? Yeah, he's yeah, who knows with dad. He's he's missing an he's in rugby in camp with Japan at the moment. But no, I got a few messages from him. Um he's uh he loves his cricket and he um yeah, he, he follows keenly, but at the same time he's a rugby coach and he's worrying about trying to make blokes tackle each other. So um yeah, I'll just let him do his business and uh, it'd be nice to catch up with him when uh when our windows cross paths at some point in the next few weeks. Okay. All right. Look head let's go to the start though, Dazzler. Um you're from New Zealand, but yeah, but your high schooling was in Perth, WA, right? Or senior school of high school at, at the prestigious Hale College. And I've just learned you you played at Scarborough Cricket Club with none other than than Justin Langer, you know, the, the great JL, who'd occasionally play. So you're 18, he's coming back post-test career, playing in the odd game of grade cricket. You win a premiership together. Um, you know, what is your relationship to grade cricket? Uh and 
what was it like to play with JL, especially tubbing stuff? Yeah, it was obviously, I was pretty cool coming straight out of school. And we, oh, first of all, we moved over there when I think I was about 15, which would have been year 10 at school with dad um, being coach of the Western Force for the first time. So that was obviously, I didn't really want to move to Australia when that, uh, when I got told we're going there, obviously being a staunch Kiwi. Um, but yeah, to get the opportunity to go to Hale and, and then play at Scarborough was really cool. And um, yeah, first year out of school to play great cricket with the likes of JL, obviously the, the big puppy Stoin and and AJ Ty as well, and Marcus Harris. It was um, it was a cool experience, and it's definitely shaped the the player and the person that I am now. And yeah, very grateful to to get that opportunity and and to have to grow up pretty fast in the grey cricket world. I like these stories, Daryl. Where I mean, because you didn't play international cricket until you were 27, 28, something like that, and so people think that you've sort of come from nowhere, which is just a lie because you were just a jet. You were just good always. Like you played WA under 19s. And then the next year or a year later, you play in Northern Districts, you play first class cricket at the age of 20. So you've always been, you've always been good. Let me tell you that you've always been good, Daryl. You, you don't, don't, Thank you. don't Thank let you. the bastards get you down. You, you even just like played a bit of threes and so like, give this guy, give this guy a go to Gamut Lords. Get, give himself yeah. on the honours board there. Uh, you've Liam Livingston played twos. Yeah, like Liam Livingston had to come through yeah. like Perth second grade and stuff like that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think well, I, I think get... I played I played third grade when I was about 16. So yeah, we've all, we've all been there. We've all done that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but then but then three years later you'll play first class cricket. Okay, anyway. Um like so what 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 took you from WA to then move to New Zealand? Like what was that what was that transition there? Um yeah, for me it was the opportunity. I, I obviously being a Kiwi and and growing up in my early childhood there, um, yeah, the opportunity to go back to New Zealand and try and and try and play for New Zealand has, has always been a dream of mine. And um yeah, for me as a kid, always I had my my dad's test all black jumper up on the wall and and I wanted to have my own one next to his. So, um, yeah, for me to get that opportunity to go back to ND um, and, yeah, I went on, a, I guess, like a, a trial under 23 tournament went and played in the year before and was lucky enough to chunk a few over the rope and, and got offered a contract for the next season. So, um, yeah, very, very lucky. I think it all happened for a reason in some ways. And, um, yeah, it was obviously, yeah, very lucky for that to, to happen and allow me these opportunities. Can we talk about the test matches, Daryl? Um there's obviously a raft of joke questions that we've got about, you know, Bearstow and Stokes and you guys being the Washington generals and all that kind of stuff. But like um, <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, um, most of the press that we're going to get about England's most recent win is going to be about in the context of the resurgence of England, right? Because, you know, they're one of the big three countries. There's a big press, you know, they've been desperate for wins for a really long time. But the other side of it, from my perspective, is that you guys have been a, um, well, you guys are the world test champions. Um, it's been extremely difficult to beat for a really long time. Um, and that was a really, that was a really tough loss for you guys. I would have thought. And you guys have such a reputation of playing in the right spirit of putting things in perspective so well. And there's a lot of wisdom flying around the group, but could you give us some insight into just post match of, of, of Nottingham? I mean, were you guys, were you filthy? How are you, what's the perspective on that particular loss? Is it just that Bairstow had a day out and you just cop it or, um, or, or did you take it really, um, really tough? Um, I, I guess we understand that, you know, we put ourselves in a position to win that test match uh, heading into the last session on day five, which is sort of what you plan for and you prepare for. And um, yeah, with 300 lead on the board, we thought it, it would be enough to to take 10 wickets. Hopefully um, we probably thought the wicket would start to turn and, and, and do some funnier things than what it actually did. And um, 
yeah, that's the nature of test cricket. But for us, yeah, when, when someone like Bairstow plays and things like that, you just have to take your hat off to them and say it was meant to be their day. On another day, um, yeah, it could have, one of those shots could have gone straight up and, and then would be into the keeper and the bowlers and, and a chance of taking four more wickets to win the test match. So, um, yeah, yeah, obviously, I, I, I can speak for myself and, and probably a lot of the other guys in the group, we hate losing. And, and you are gutted um, when you get back into that change room. But we also know that we actually weren't that far away from from taking those that, that extra wicket and exposing their bowlers and, and winning another test match. So, um, yeah, it's, we're obviously 2-0 two, two down in the series. But at the same time, we're really proud of the way that we're playing our cricket, the way that we're sticking to what is the Kiwi and the Black Cats way. And, and um, yeah, we know we're actually not too far away from winning those little moments, which helps you win test matches. I think the main talking point for me, though, was Trent Bolt being the most successful number 11 of all time. That's sort of what I took away from the game. Um, you were obviously with him at Rajasthan uh, with Jimmy Nisham as well. Was he was he talking about it nonstop? I understand like he, he was aware of the record. And he obviously like uh, signaled to the uh, to, to the Pavidian when he went past it. But he, like, how long has he been talking about this for? Yeah, I reckon he brought it up every breakfast um, throughout the whole IPL that he wanted that record. Um, he's... He loves his batting, even though he, he makes all sorts of noises and squeals when the ball's going past him. He um he's actually got a great hand eye and a great technique. So um nah, stoked for him to get that number eleven. But he knew he knew what he needed to do, and I think he was um yeah he's been telling everyone for a while now that he wants that record, and it's awesome that he finally got it done. And he might have to move on to the number ten record now. We'll see see what he's up to. <laughs> Uh, there's there's a lot said about the new vibe of England, Daryl, you know, like which comes via osmosis because of, you know, Brendan McCullum has good kit and, uh, you know, sockless shoe set up and facial yep. hair and stuff. Um, have you noticed it out there? You know, is, is England got, got a different vibe, you know, to what you're used to or is it just uh, a couple of good players playing good cricket? Um, oh, I, I think obviously Baz, he'll, he'll have great success with this team. He's, he was a great leader of us for a long period of time and he's a great man. So I know he will have success, but um, also I think, you know, England, they're a world-class team. They've got some great players and, and they've always been dangerous in England. Uh, we know as Kiwis, we, we have, we've come over here and haven't won a hell of a lot of test series because it's, it's tough work. So um, yeah, I'm sure that it's cool that they're having some success. It would have been nice if it was a month later than right now, but um, yeah, I, I think it's just England being England and, and doing well in their own conditions. And I guess the test will be over a, a period of time, how Baz can, uh, yeah, bring a, about his philosophies and the person he is onto the group. You've obviously just come straight from the IPL as well, Daryl. Like, I mean, I, I noticed that you, you left you left the IPL early, right? Um, to to join the Test squad. So, first of all, that's that's interesting. That's an interesting decision. Like, tell me about that decision. And also, how do you reckon you went in your first IPL this year? Yeah, obviously leaving that that was a really tough decision, and 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 very grateful for Rajasthan to allow me the opportunity to come over here a week earlier to prepare for the Tests. Um, Having spoken with Sanger and the and the leaders in the, within Rajasthan, they they um, understood that um, how much playing Test cricket, especially at Lords, that first Test meant to me. And um, yeah, even though we're obviously in the final with Rajasthan, um, and it, it didn't look like I was going to be playing, so it was, I'm really grateful that they allowed that to happen. Um, but at the same time, I loved I loved being part of the Royals and and being part of the IPL, and it's a it's an amazing experience. It's it's chaotic. It's um it's busy. It's Obviously, you add a, a bubble life into that for two and a half months as well. It's, it brings about different dynamics. But, um, yeah, we were really lucky that we had a great group of boys. And, and the scoop master, Joss Butler, was whacking it everywhere. And um, Aussie, Yuzi Chahal was taking polls as well. So, um, no, it was, it was a great experience and, and hopefully definitely get more chances in the future. Uh, you, you might have – I don't know if you've seen this, Daryl, but um, the IPL's TV rights just sold for $6.2 um, US. 
like that's a bit of cash, isn't it? That's a little uh, bit. <laughs> yeah, this is a, this is either a stitch up question where the joke is, yeah. do you want a dollar a run, um, or, or, or um, I, I could be serious. I mean, he goes has kind of touched on this just now. Like, um, you know, many people many people are kind of linking this news um, alongside comments from serious administrators. You know, with the idea that this may spell trouble when it comes, you know, for Test cricket for non Big Three nations, right? Um, and and you've just had this scenario where you actually left the IPL to prioritise Test cricket. Six point two billion though doesn't miss. Uh, and you started moosing them around, you know, 190, et cetera, and 72 not the World Cup semi-final, the T20 is another one coming up. Rajasthan might want to play you in the final next time. Um, I'm just, I guess my question is like, like, how hard is it navigating club versus country? Yeah, it's, it's a challenge and it's, it's something that you constantly have to weigh up. But I think I was, I was really lucky that Rajasthan understood that, um, that I probably wasn't going to be playing in that final. And so that allowed me to go a couple of days earlier to prepare for my country, um, which is really cool that we can have a relationship with a with an IPL club like that, and they can be understanding that. Um, yeah, it, to take it into each individual basis. Um, but yeah, it's constantly a, a challenge. I guess it's like you guys: do you talk a bit of smack for money, or do you want to be serious and you know, be well after? But <laughs> nah, it's, um, it's, yeah, there's more money in smack. Um, yeah, true, true, true. true. <laughs> But uh, for me, uh, representing my country, uh, I've I haven't I've obviously only in the last few years been able to represent New Zealand, and it, it means a lot to me. And and then to get the chance for the IPL last last month as well is really cool. So hopefully we can keep balancing both, and and I think it it only creates better players, and you learn from world class players while you're over there as well. So um, yeah, hopefully we can keep doing it for a bit longer. We'll see. Just to follow up on that, Daryl, because it, it did occur to me that um you're a very interesting player in that respects you you know you're from a non-big three nation I, I, I really bristle at that term um and you've just started in the IPL and and you've just absolutely taken off in test cricket you know do, do you think the IPL the experience of the IPL um played any role in in the last few innings that you've played whether it be intangibly with your confidence or something like that or is the Daryl Mitchell Dazzler show from way back the IPL just a, a short stop off with that no, I think obviously when you get a chance to go to India and, and play and, and train with some of the best players in the world for two months straight on, on different surfaces that we're used to back home in New Zealand, um, it's only going to make you a better player. And um, yeah, to rub shoulders with the likes of world-class players like Joss and that, it, yeah, you're, you're picking up things all the time, which I think definitely helps you become a better player. Um, whether it's the catalyst to what's happened in the last two weeks, I don't know. I, I wish I could tell you that, but um, no, very grateful to get that opportunity and, and to be part of the Royals and, um, yeah, hopefully more opportunities pop up in the future, but at the same time, you're only as good as, uh, I guess, your last innings or whatever. So you just keep, keep trying to do the job and have some fun and put a play with a smile on your face. Didn't you get 190 and 62 not in your last innings? So like things are going, things are going pretty <laughs> yeah. well for you in your oh, last yeah, it's, been pretty, it's been a pretty good week. Yeah. No, we <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's test, uh, how much, how valuable your IPL contract is to you because we're, we're interested in the, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, the the bonding sessions, the, the hazing ceremonies uh, of IPL franchises. Uh, this this was a bit of social media gear. This uh, this IPL for Rajasthan. You're doing some lip syncing with uh, Jimmy Nisham and Trent Bolt, also at Rajasthan, of course. And and and, and Nisha said via Twitter that um, it's the worst thing he's ever done. 
Um, are you willing to say it's the worst thing you've ever done? Uh, and also, what's, uh, what, what sort of uh, off-camera, uh, you know, hazing ceremonies we're missing out on? It was horrendous, really, wasn't it? Let's be honest. That <laughs> lip syncing was shocking. Um, uh, yeah, when we, when we were doing it, we were a bit iffy about it. And we said to them, let's just, let's just hold and let's see the final cut before we let it uh, go out to the world. And 30 minutes later, we saw our phones going off that it's already out there. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's, not, it's not our cup of tea, especially as Kiwis. We're quite happy just to stay under the radar and just cruise. And, um, yeah, uh, it was probably a little, little bit more, uh, um, what's the word? attention than what we'd like that's for sure well i mean speaking of off-camera hazing or whatever this is i, I also noted that um you were talking about rian parag uh parag sorry not a lot of people in australia will have heard of him young indian kid he's a he's a gun uh he, he'll go on and do some amazing things but you've said parag is my next door neighbor at the team hotel he has a great collection of soft toys and we love to hang out in his room now, Ryan Prague's 20. What does it mean to have a great collection of soft toys, like as opposed to a poor collection? And what were the soft toys and what did you do in the room? So, uh, yeah, Ryan, he's obviously, he is my next to he is He's going to be seriously good. He is yeah, one of the most talented players I've ever seen. He's a gun and he will be for a long period of time for India. But, yeah, he's obviously got these uh, soft toys that are probably similar to what my three-year-old and one-year-old daughter's got sitting in our room at the moment. Um, he's named them all, uh, and they come along to the games, and certain ones mean certain things for big games. So, um, yeah, it's not it's not what I'd do. As I said, probably more my daughter's <laughs> thing, but uh, it's, um, you know, he's allowed to be him and, and do his thing, and uh, it, it's working for him. So, um, yeah, maybe he should, actually he'd be a good one to get on a great cricket interview. He'd, yeah, he'd, um, yeah, I'll just DM him. Sure. Yeah. I was just, yeah, I was just thinking. Slide into his DMs, yeah. I don't know what level of good you have to be to have a soft toy collection where you bring to the game, but he's he's at the exact because he's good. But if he's any less than what he is, that's that's I'm checking his hard drives. Look, man, said, like, yeah, I'm sorry, it's it his way. story. Yeah, if hey, you're bringing yeah. it to if you're bringing it to a club game as a great cricketer, it might be uh, taken a little bit differently. But no, nah, he's a he's seriously talented, and he's going to be he'll be an Indian superstar for years to come. That's for sure. Okay, and we've said all the correct things about him. He's a yep. gun, and that's what we're, yep. we've given yep. a Kevin. Nice can you just yep. can you describe one of the toys? Just as in, what are we looking at? There's lots of like little little dogs, like little puppies. <laughs> I think one was oh, I'm trying to remember the name now. Is it Oscar or something? And it's, it had a great record. Like every time he bought it, we won a game. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Where does he sit them? Like, does he, they sit on the backpack? No, it sits in his little backpack and he comes to the, yeah, you honestly get him on. He'll be all over it. He can explain oh, it to you. He's, oh, he's a great man. I'm sure he's, I'm just sure got he's a great so. record. This one, Oscar. Yeah. Uh, it's red hot. Yeah. Anything uh, else you guys, you good? No, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no worries. Gotta go to Big W, get a soft toy. <laughs> Might get you some That's, runs, it'll be good. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. definitely gonna turn up in the Hindustan Times. So. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, Daryl, thanks so much for joining us, mate. And um just it's it's awesome to watch you bat and succeed um so wildly. And I know you're not allowed to say it, but hundreds in a losing side are a hell of a thing. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, you know, I can only imagine how good it is. I know you're not allowed to admit that, but um, but Awesome to see you going so well. All the best for the third test and um, for the IPL $6.2 billion and all the other money in cricket. And um, I just hope you, you you towel it all up, mate. Nah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Obviously, a uh, big fan of the show and and love your work. And it's nice to see some Aussies pumping up some Kiwis for once. So it's good stuff. <laughs>
Thank you very much to Daryl Mitchell. Hashtag RCDC coming right up. We've got to thank Manscaped, Pez. Yeah, we do. Hey, head to manscaped.com. Use the code TGC for 20% off. You get your lawnmower. Shave shave what needs to be shaved. Don't hurt yourself. Get it, on your, on, get it on your testicles. Get it above those areas. Get it on any area that you need to. Man's get it on a length. Get it on a length. That's right. Get it on a length. It's one. <laughs> that's one of those phrases that it doesn't really make sense, but I still know what it means. And because you've said length, it's made me think about uh, discussions of the length of penis, etc. But I think we've um, enough of that. I, um, I have just seen an ad. I was watching the end of the US Open this morning, Pez. Yeah. Um, Congratulations to England's very own Fitzpatrick for winning his first major championship. And uh, there was an ad uh, during one of the breaks for uh, Manscaped, and it's Max Gorn uh, in like a full television commercial um, in in a locker room just talking about Manscaped. And Manscaped's getting Manscaped's getting pretty big, like and well, rightfully so. It's an excellent product. TJC use code TJC twenty percent off free shipping. <laughs> um, and then also Pez, I was last night I was at the Corner Hotel. Um, scoping uh, celebrating out. some friends of mine is getting engaged. Just scoping things out, and um, and Max Gorn and and Australia's very own rapper Illy were performing in oh. the same room that we perform at when we when we tour. Um, and I was just trying to think what that combination actually is. Max, why is Australian Max fo- Gorn performing rap? No, he's not. Well, he's not rapping. It was just oh. it was two. It was like two guys in convers. I think it was in conversation. <laughs> Illy oh. and Max Gorn. Uh huh. What? Illy I mean, supports Manchester United. Really? That's okay. Like, yeah. Wouldn't have okay. thought that's on brand for like your sort of herb, your, your sort of your street hip hop artist, but I respect to him as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good, good. And he's a good artist too. Oh, he's a good, good little a artist. Hell of a yeah, good little artist. Why? No, he's good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and is sorry. Is there a relationship between seeing Max Gorn at the Corner Hotel and Manscaped in any way? Well, yeah, though, just because I saw the, the ad this morning, on, uh, which I was watching on KO, the, the golf this morning, and Max Gorn is doing a Manscaped ad as a television commercial. Oh, it's first, it's first TV advert I've seen um, for oh. Manscaped. I mean, they're, they're everywhere on YouTube and they're across like a, a number of different podcasts. I'm sure people will be across that um, in, in many different ways. Um, big online presence, but TV commercials. Mm. Anyway, then I just tied that into because I just saw like there was a poster for Illy and Max Gorn. Got it. Uh, Got at the it. corner last night. So that's what right. all that was about. But, um, I mean, none of this is to do with the product itself. I'm just saying that mm. Manscaped's doing pretty well, it seems. Mm. Um, because of people like us, I think. I think Yeah, i got to say, us, uh, most times when, when the email goes out about, like, whether they want to keep doing stuff with us, it's pretty much just, like, it's a, it's a very casual, yeah, yeah, all good to go. What are we looking at? They <laughs> sent through a contract yeah. before. It was like... <laughs> is it because you get four or five minutes of chat about this when when the agreement is 60 <laughs> yeah. seconds? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's manscaped.com. Use the code TGC at checkout. You get 20% off. You get free shipping. That's fucking good. Yeah. Hashtag ask TGC. Tim writes in, Pez, do we have time? We're going to have time for, well, let's just, let's just see. Let's just see if we've got time for two. I think we actually might have time for two. Um, yeah, we do. Um, hashtag ask TGC. Tim wrote in, uh, and he started this email with the biggest problem facing recreational cricket is fragile middle-aged migos. Sorry, migos? <laughs> 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 the rapper migos <laughs> um, is fragile middle-aged male egos, or as I call them, migos. That's right. You're alter ego, not he goes. That's right. Migos. That's right. Not to be used with he goes. Not to be used with he goes. Mm. Um, well, my son right, talking Tim about something. You're digging migos. 
<laughs> just trying to, you got to shoot. Got to shoot. This could perhaps extend to all cricket, given the demographics of those in the corridors of uncertain power. And I doubt many will disagree with my premise. But I show it back up my findings with an example, of a, sorry, with an exemplary tale of uh, parochial shithousery. Nonetheless, as is my want. For some context, we play middling club cricket in Scotland, which is probably equivalent to two or three's gear in most parts of England in terms of ability and competitiveness, but with a lack of facilities and pitch moisture level, which gives it more of a village slash wheelie bin aesthetic. <laughs> There's also a community feel and multi-generational makeup to teams such as ours, which give it more of a genteel vibe, especially with small towns such as ours. Having played since my teens through to mid-30s, I've observed the full panoply of cucks from verbal to from verbal altercations with their own teammates to silently groveling into yet another round of egg sandwiches. This, though, is a real peach. Prelude. Player X joins club as 40-something middle-aged wicketkeeper bat, scores good runs in the middle order, is given guaranteed batting positions for nearly two full seasons to state his, in- to, sorry, to state his insecurities. However... Wants to keep wickets despite that position being held by club legend of 20 years being the better gloveman. Refuses to play and be a fielder due to, and I quote, being concerned over his hands as they are his career as a private practice dentist. (laughs) You may think keeping wicket is the last place you want to be to keep your digits safe. And that it may have been a poorly manifested cover up of a truly salad arm and unwillingness to run. Or maybe you think fair enough. No glove, no love. It all blows up in a T20 finals day weekend when I get a phone call saying he had driven off mid-tournament after being run out by his partner. Didn't see it, but sounds like he failed to get back for a comfortable two. Even if he was done up like a kipper, (laughs) leaving the lads one short for the final match was grim. See ya. Fast forward five years and he has negotiated back into the club as regular gloveman. Club legend is retired and young keeper Bat has moved away and is welcomed back with open arms to a thriving club which is stronger for numbers. Young 23-year-old captain took on the role last minute and has to leave two or three guys out every week, which is tough. We don't have a second 11. We just blow the win. Uh, we are just below the win at all costs leagues up higher. Hang on. We are just below the win at all costs leagues, but higher up than total casual cricket. So it's a balance of wanting to do well and pure rotation, a tough gig. This weekend, 16 players available. Nightmare. Player X has missed a couple of games due to self-proclaimed injury, but is back available and actually suggested hosting a barbecue in a couple of weeks' time. All seems well. Skipper makes a tough call to leave player X out with a more agile keeper available, who has been at the club 15 years but often misses games due to golf, and the recent player and the recent fitness of player X in mind. Four others miss out too, sadly, but accept it as a consequence of a healthy club. In response to a sympathetic message, player X DMs the captain with, and I quote, remove me from the registration list. I didn't move clubs to be in limbo. This isn't what I discussed with the former captain. Having missed no other games by selection and scoring 40 runs in four games. What do you reckon, fellas? Have we got our selection policy wrong? Should more be done to pamper the male egos of fragile 50-year-old men? Is this behaviour on the rise post-COVID because tubs are back and cock and securities can no longer be hidden in the sweaty crotch bucket of the heated leather seat in executive saloons on the drive home to perfectly tiled ensuite bathrooms? Should 1 to 11 be selected entirely on girth, merit, or a complex good bloke algorithm? Yours, Sad, angry Tim. 
and then he's added delicious update. Player X is harassing the treasurer for pro rata amount of his membership fee, <laughs> which is fifty pounds per annum, excluding match fees. Very reasonable. New members welcome to be transferred uh, to his yet to be found new club for the remaining games. Higo, please advise under contractual law. Uh, interesting question, Tim. Interesting question. Mm. He's got a real coat in his hands. A real coat here. And, you know, this is what they won't tell you about cricket clubs. Like we We've go. said this many times. Every club needs a super pig. Yeah. And, and in the same way, <laughs> I don't know if this is reflecting my own generation or not, but, like, every club needs a coat. Because you need, you need someone to bitch about. Or someone to talk sure. about. You need, you need a sure. Like like everyone has a bit of coat stuff going on when it comes to club cricket, because you play yeah. cricket. The game rewards um, inherent selfishness, which is a cousin of being a coat, right? So if you play cricket, you've got a bit of coat in you. It might be dormant. You might yeah. uh, have wrestled it into suppression. Mm. Um, it's never benign, though, is it? But. It's, the, it's, it's always, it can, it can, well, sometimes it's benign, but it can come back. Right. You know, any time. <laughs> if one, but, if a batter plays and misses twice in a row, see you later. See you later. <laughs> yep. If you go over to England after 10 years of having exited the game and, and reflecting upon the dysfunction therein and some bloke plays and misses, the fucking cat's out of the bag. <laughs> You're gone. And... Or if one, or or, wow. if, or if the team makes a big score, and then they stop chasing it because one guy just wants to make his individual hundred, uh, then you embarrass yourself in front of everybody <laughs> by accosting him for failing to play a shot off some neurotic sixty-five-year-old <laughs> listener to Black Eyed Peas' famous song. Let's get right. It started, right? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it started. The, the point famous is track. famous track. Particularly when someone's playing a missing in cricket, um, yep. so everyone's got a bit of coat in them. But what fails to be acknowledged is that like every club needs a super coat as well. Yeah, every club mm-hmm. needs somebody who is like the um, the kind of the the crown jewel or the jewel in the crown for like actually unabashed, unfiltered fuckwittery. You know, like someone for you, so you can see what it will be like just to actually be the selfish person that we all want to be in cricket. Sure. And that's what this guy is. This guy is like, I want to come to the club and I want every single thing that I desire when it comes to a, to the cricket team. Now, cricket, is a, yeah. it's a team game. People do have to sure. often make compromises to fit in to the balance of a team. But uh, this guy is just like, I want to wicket keep whenever I feel like it. I want to bat wherever I want to, wherever I want to bat. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Want to, I want to take time off whenever I need to take time off. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and I think what gets unsaid is uh, we can all judge guys like this, but we actually need guys like this in the side. They actually make the club go around. They give you something to talk about. They give you a little moral compass of what you don't want to be. Uh, and then occasionally they'll score runs for you because they're inherently selfish. They're in touch with their selfishness and they're actually going to win a few games for you as well. So I'm, I'm, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I'm sort of speaking in defense of this fuckwit. Yeah, uh, I, I think he should yeah. be kept around. He should be persuaded to remain part of the team because it's one of those unspoken things. You you can't yeah. just have a bunch of nice guys in cricket. You're just going to be New Zealand. 
Well, but the yeah, and look, what, what does that get you? World Test Championship, yeah, yeah, winners once, I guess. Okay, wow, um, one of one. Is isn't the problem though? Like this guy just wants to have a stick. He wants to get off. Doesn't want a field. He wants to do whatever he wants to do. But that's that's in detriment to guys who, like, if he plays, that means someone else does not play. So yeah. who's yeah. more valuable? So, but they, but this guy will be around for longer. I think he probably will be around for longer. If, if, he, if he's so he if treats people, him what he'll he be wants around. enough. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if you let him manipulate you, then he he could be he could get his tentacles right into that club. Well, and also he can teach things to the children. <laughs> What? Sometimes cricket calls upon um, selfishness, you know. And when the kid, when the kids are coming through, they need an example. Uh, They need a healthy Mm. male example of um, avarice. You know, they just need to see sometimes what it's like, especially in this. you know the the current environment that we're all so un, unfortunately inhabiting, where young people seem to be lovely, uh, thoughtful, uh, considerate of others, aware of the mm. broader social environment that the, and cultural environment, and just the environment that they've inhabited, that they've been gifted, thankfully, by their forebears. Yeah, I don't trust it, but yeah. sometimes they just need to see what a little bit of avarice looks like, because you sure. know if China comes, yeah, we're just gonna some you know. China comes, someone's going to have to take responsibility. Man, if China comes, Australia's going to be very strong. Australia's got a couple of players. China's got a couple, a couple of, players. of players. I mean, it won't be Australia anymore, but, it, but mm. still, that'll be, still be my team. Yeah. I'm right behind them. A couple of sticks. A couple of bikes behind wheels. A couple of bikes in labs. Crossword, crossword sorted. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Just sort of filtering through three or four other responses. Uh, yeah, so is he happy with that? Uh, sad, angry Tim? Probably not. Um, I don't think that's going to help him in any way. Um, but uh, make good luck on the weekend. We'll keep going here. He goes. Yeah, let's <clears> do <throat> one more. Uh, Woody writes in, Kia ora, boys. Loving all the fine gear you're unleashing these days. Good little podcast. Sent this via Patreon as well, but unsure which one is priority, so sent it here too. We have a Patreon, by the way. Ask TJC for you. One, please keep it non. Whoops. <laughs> Can you bleep me? Uh, or I'll get Alf Stewart on to you. Uh, hello, Darren, Sammy, and Higgy Stardust. A recent chat between you two, one, about Pez's cousin who had a note pinned inside his wardrobe wanting to finish cricket on a high. It was quite the laugh. Good little cousin. It was my uncle, actually. The concept of finishing cricket this way is a tantalising prospect. It's a tricky one to achieve, but something that this little battler may have just managed. I had retired from cricket, my hobby of 24 years. My body ached and I wasn't getting the same joy out of the great brackets okay game as you'd expect from the sporting equivalent of edging or is it cuck stuff geez i don't know anymore i told my old team i'd play one more t20 game next season so i can say ta-ta and farewell to nonce city (laughs) that day arrived and it was a sad day waking to news that the king and consumer of tobacco treats sk warn had departed this world to boulder bradman in the sky with benno commentating brill cream salad just so let's hope there is something in the bathroom up there for you shane for the finale, I was a touch nervous, but I but I unobstructed my bowels to ease the nerves ever so slightly. I texted my parents to see if they'd come to watch. I remember the last game they came along to when I was playing twos and dropped an absolute goober. The ground went silent except for mum's laughter. Luckily, the result was in the bag, but I digress. 
Skip won the toss and said, let's stick. We were playing on a rather small ground, but I hadn't picked up a bat in a year, or so, in a year, so I guess that evens things out. I got off the mark with a scoop, but I don't have a helmet. It risks aggressive dentist bills, dental plan, but, I, <laughs> but it was my last game, and I didn't want to live with any man. I should have at least tried another scoop. Next ball I faced with outside off and somehow slapped it over backward point for six, which I'd never done before. A cut shot for six. What is this sorcery? The runs flowed and the opening stand reached 50, then ballooned past 100. Bombs deluxe. I went past 50 after tucking one off my hip for four. Flow state had been achieved as the runs <laughs> piled up and went past 150. Our other opener lost his poles in the 90s, but I had to keep up the momentum. Needing a drink, I was told I was now in the 90s. After uppercutting one over the keeper for seven, six... <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was one short of a tongue. I had 99 problems, but the pitch ain't one. Drop and run, that's what you do. Don't emulate Warren here. Just get to the other end. And that's what I did with much relief and joy. I raised my bat, but had ditched the hat after a few overs. So I was batting most of this time in the old school aesthetic of no hat and no lid because I don't have a helmet. I fell for 110 in the 20th over, with the opposition sportingly patting me off the park. I checked my phone with both Ma and Pa saying they were unable to attend. Those dumb fucks must have felt silly now. <laughs> anyway, we went on to win comfortably, so couldn't quite top score in a losing side this time. It made me think about all that time spent worrying about cricket, all that neg negative inner chatter. What if I get out? The don't get out, don't get out when facing the opening quick. I hope the ball doesn't come to me in the field. I hope mum and dad come to watch. I hope someone gives me throwdowns today. I mean, why? I was heading home in the passenger seat and checked my phone. There was a text from my captain. So, you've got one C. Got any plans for the other two? <gasps> the mythical triple C. I had managed the first and arguably the hardest component of the trio. For a myriad of reasons, I don't drink, so completing that part of the C would be quite difficult. I looked over at the lovely individual who had picked me up after the match, smiling as we headed over to hers. Let's call her Swan from Billy Madison fame. <laughs> She told me about a few of her own cricketing past, cricket pastimes and how she used to play at high school. Her coach was named Fleming, some South African lad. Her enduring memory of the game was him telling her the reason she wasn't doing well was simple. Was simple. She was scared of the ball. Aren't we all? We made it back at hers. She, like myself, is keen to try a few things. Rather like a captain <laughs> bowling a part-timer in the possibility it might yield an unexpected result. Mid-coitus and its enjoyment deluxe on both parts. <laughs> she suggests some role play. And of course it's cricket themed. And she wants to know if I can wear a helmet during. I smiled and then realised it's not possible because I don't have a helmet. Ah, two out of three ain't bad. See you later, cricket. You were weird. And a coat. <laughs> So my questions are as follows. Can you put this whole thing into grade terms? And which of the three C's should we be wearing helmets in? Hungrily yours, Woody. P.S. I really, really hate yo-yos. <laughs> what the fuck? So, is this, is this to say that he didn't end up having sex because he didn't have a helmet? He didn't circuit, though. So... So he Look, did have sex, but he didn't circuit. I read this entire thing as, I mean, he mentions the Simpsons. These, 
these sounded like the semi-incoherent ramblings of a senior citizen. Like, it really, speaking yeah. of yo-yos, it really just jumped from thing to thing. It didn't really have a, an aim other than to tell us he achieved flow state and made 110 uh, and almost yeah. engaged in role-play sex, but for not having a helmet. Like, all of a sudden, there's a woman there picking him up just out of nowhere that just goes back and she just, she wants to fuck uh, and she wants to do it in cricket style as well. And she's called Swan after Billy Madison. She uh, wants to do it cricket style. <laughs> um, uh, like it's, yeah, it's a yeah. But when the the woman just appears in the story, she just, she just appe- appears. Like, so yeah, she I, I kind up. of I kind of like that he he fails to get the chop because he hasn't got a helmet. Like like as though presumably either she or he have now refused sex. Because he's not wearing a club lid. Is is he talking? Is he using those? He using innuendo for a helmet to be a for condom. A condom. Is that is that what he's saying? It's it's it's. It must be. She. Yeah, that's that. And that, she that yeah, and of course it's cricket themed. And she wants to know if I can wear a helmet during. I smiled and then realised it's not possible because I don't have a helmet. I mean, he's mentioned okay, so before he's, he didn't have a helmet. He's made us connect a few dots there. Yeah. This is a bit of a... This is clever. Yeah, okay. This is a clever English guy. And I, and he has... But he he's has but he's a Kiora, so he's Kiwi. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, going well, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... But I don't have a helmet. Okay. So, well, that's... So, it's okay. Now, so, now this story is... I scored 100. Oh. It wasn't it <laughs> always... Well, we've fallen hook, line, and sinker for that. And also, uh, also, like j- just from a sort of Rubik's cube perspective, like where's the circuit? Please. Like, well, where's I mean, the circuit? that's that's what I said. You can't just like you can't, you can't just like be picked up from your girlfriend. We've talked about that, haven't you? I mean, what, you, we have talked about it. You can't be excluded count. from a triple C if you're in a relationship. No, surely. Oh, um. so I, think the, the, I think the idea of a triple it's C, not the C is essence like, of the triple C. Well, it's uh, look. I think a, I think sexual intercourse kind of um, uh, like achieved after meeting somebody that night on the high of the century in the circuit yeah, is is right. the Shangri La of the entire thing. But I think <laughs> the, the Shangri La. But but I think the spirit of the Triple C is that you have you have the day of days, you know, which you can still have if you've chosen to be in a relationship. Like you, like it's like I have a day. Where I achieved the like the, you know, what all men wanted in 1970, you know, like yeah, uh, like wasn't the you can still the, have that, but wasn't the day of days originally like what Eisenhower wrote to the troops before they attacked on D Day? It was like this is the day of days, and now it's like a bloke's hit, hit a couple of runs and he's chopping a bird. That's, so look out for look out. well, that's what but those but those but those soldiers fought for this. That's what they fought for. That's what the troops fought for. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it for the triple C boys. No fucking. F- <laughs> yeah, it's a good uh, thing to well, fight for. We're all fighting for something. Uh, England, they're fighting for to break the five hundred mark. Uh, nice. The five hundred Mac. Uh, thank you very much to Daryl Mitchell. 
Thank you very much to those who wrote any questions this week. Keep those questions coming in from all around the world. Patreon.com forward slash great cricketer for hashtag RCDC Fridays episode 97. 96 is coming out this Friday, of course. Uh, and we'll be back next week for the uh, to wrap up the third test match of England and New Zealand and all the other cricket across the world, including Australia's abject failure in Sri Lanka. All success. Who knows what will happen. See you guys next week.